Welcome to this week's Crowd Church service. We are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus helps us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place about an hour and in a few seconds we will start with a time of worship after which you will meet our hosts for our service who will introduce today's talk. After the talk we head into Conversation Street where we look at your stories and questions that you've posted in the comments throughout the live stream. I want to invite you to connect with us here at Crowd Church and there are a few ways that you can do just that. Firstly, you can engage with Crowd from any device during our live stream. And if you're up for it, why not invite a few friends over and experience the service together? Church is all about connecting with God and connecting with others. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is to also join one of our midweek groups where we meet online together to catch up and discover more about the amazingness of Christ. You can also subscribe to our podcast called What's the Story, where we deep dive into stories of faith and courage from everyday people. More information about all of these things that I've mentioned can be found on our website at www.crowd.church or you can reach us uh, on social media at crowdchurch. If you're new to crowd or new to the Christian faith and would like to know what your next steps to take are, why not head over to our website crowd.church forward slash next for more details. And now the moment you've been waiting for is here. Our online church service starts right now. Good evening and welcome to Crowd Online Church. Great to see you. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello. Jen's here. Jen's in the house. Yeah. Uh, so your second week with us. It is. You came Thanks back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> After last week, you came back. You weren't I like did. totally put off. No. <laughs> Only a little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll try harder this week. Uh, we'll definitely try harder. Andy, how are you doing? Great to see you in the comments. If you're watching the live stream, joining with us, whether on YouTube or Facebook, do say hi in the comments. It'd be great to hear from you. Mm. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to Crowd Online Church. Mm -hmm. Great that you're here. How's your week been? Yeah, I've had a, an okay week. Quite busy with work and various things. Yeah, yeah. all right. Sure, it's okay? Yes. Mm. Yes, it was. No, it's very good, actually. It's mm. gone by very quick. Felt like we were here yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy, know, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. You're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. have I left this place? I don't know. Andy <laughs> says hello, Jan, by the way. Hello. Hello, Andy. Can Which you read that without your glasses? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can see distance fine. It's closer. It's just close up. It's close up. So, yes. Uh, very warm welcome to you if you're just joining us. This is Crowd Online Church. Mm -hmm. uh, today, we have got the right Reverend John Harding talking with us. Uh, in case you don't know, John is... What do, why don't you tell people who John is? John is a senior pastor of Frontline Church, and he's been a member of the church for many years. And he, yeah, leads the, the whole team there. And he's great. He's a legend, isn't he? He is. He's brilliant. He's a legend. Yeah, great so, yeah. teacher. Great what? Teacher. <laughs> I don't great mean school. He was a school he teacher. He was a school teacher. He teaches the word very well. He does teach it very well. So, yeah, we got John sharing the word with <laughs> us. So he's going to be talking from the book of Acts, which is a book mm -hmm. we have been working our way through over the last forever. 
It feels, I don't even know where we are today. I think chapter 20, somewhere around there. We've got five or six more weeks, mm. I think, in the book of Acts. I could be wrong. I think yeah. we go to the end of January. We're going to have a slight break over Christmas, and then we're starting our new series, which we're still thinking of the title for. But we're going to be talking basically about well-being. Um, oh. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Physically, mentally, spiritually, um, economically, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Relationally, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of stuff we're going to get right. into, which yep. I'm really looking forward to. So this sort of whole well-being series mm-hmm. that we've got planned. So make Sounds sure you... Good. Oh, <laughs> I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) We've not put it out yet, but Uh you know. So yeah, we've got that coming. So make sure you like and subscribe to the online church. And then when it comes out, you'll know all about it. If you haven't done so already, by the way, head over to the website where www.crowd.church or you can find us on social media at Crowd Church where you can connect with us that way. Follow along, join in the conversation, direct messages on the website at crowd.church. You will find a number, WhatsApp number, where you can reach out to us via WhatsApp. You can send us your prayer requests, any questions that you've got. We've been having great conversations with people like Judy this week, which is, she's just an absolute legend, Judy. If be like Judy, come and enjoy the conversation with us on WhatsApp. WhatsApp? <laughs> I don't know either. I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, but so we've got John Harding. After John Harding. Nicholas good morning, good Nicola. <laughs> Maybe yeah. for some people around the world, it is in fact it is. morning. It is. Uh, I can put that to the broadcast just to confuse everybody. <laughs> <laughs> morning, Lala. Ah, oh, uh, Julie Connolly. Hi, look Julie. At that. Julie's joining. Hi, Julie. Welcome back home. Is Julie back? She's been now? in India, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if she was still over there. Yeah, I think they're, they're home now. Okay. Uh, if yeah. you're back, Julie, welcome. I hope yeah, it was good. Hi. Uh, in India, I know, and I, I still yeah. thought they were over there, but maybe they're watching this in India. I don't know. Uh, anyway, wherever you are in the world watching this, great to see you. Great that you're joining mm. us. Do say hi in the comments. Love to hear from yeah. you. And yeah, whether you're watching on Facebook or mm-hmm. on one of the many other channels like YouTube, it's great that you're joining us. So, without further ado, we're going to get into John's talk. Um, oh, Julie amazing. says amazing. Yeah, the photos, the your pictures were amazing. Do you want to tell people what Julie did? Because people are like, what? what are you I don't, about? I don't know fully a hundred percent, but I think she was um, with a team. Fliss in um, was there um, in India, and they yeah. were doing teaching, mm-hmm. um, giving their testimonies, um, work, just going into villages and uh, lots of playing with the kids, yeah. um, and you know, worshiping together. I just think it looked great. It, you know really great photos and yeah it just looked like they were really meeting the people you know yeah, and yeah. great yeah great glad you had a good time mm. uh it's very nice uh that happened mm. so yeah we got john, so back on track we've got john uh doing the word after john has taught i think his talk is about 15 16 minutes long mm. from memory something like that. anyway after when however long he's chatting for we'll be back john and i'll be back mm. for conversation street where we're going to go through your questions or comments um, in the feed and we're going to chat about we're going to talk about the talk is what we're going to do do throw your questions in the comments be great to hear what you've got to say so i'm going to push this button on my pads and john and i'll be back directly we'll see you soon hi there crowd church i want to share some thoughts with you today from Acts chapter 20 and i'd really encourage you to listen to this talk with a bible open maybe even read Acts. 20 the chapter after you've listened to this talk 
just to help you really take hold of what God might be wanting to say to you today through the text, through his word. Let me just overview the chapter really quickly, just to place it into its context. You've got Paul, the Apostle Paul. He is traveling around on mission through Israel, modern day Turkey, into Greece, onto Rome. And as he does does so, he goes everywhere preaching the gospel. People are becoming Christians. He's gathering those new Christian believers together and starting new churches, new communities. He's training up new leaders for those churches. And then as you go through Acts, you see he goes back to those communities from time to further encourage and develop the leaders. That's Acts. And then he's writing letters to those churches to help them. And they are called the epistles, books in the New Testament like Ephesians, Corinthians, Philippians, that he's writing back into those emerging church communities. And the main point that I want to make here today from Acts 20 is that Christianity, spiritual development, spiritual growth is a relational thing. It's relational. It's something that we do better together. And that comes across really strongly in Acts and in Acts 20. I'll explain why in just a moment, but um, this is one of the things I love about what we're doing here with Crowd Church. In In this modern world, a person could, if they wanted to, they could try and develop and grow spiritually entirely on their own in isolation. You could go online, you could find loads of sermons and teachings by people you don't know and you could never interact with other Christians. You could get it all beamed into your home, but that is not what we're trying to do uh, through crowd and online church. What we're trying to do is find ways of connecting together, growing together. And my goal is not that people would listen to this talk. My hope is that You'd listen to this talk and then connect with others in working out what it means to apply it to your life and to live it out. This chapter, Acts 20, is so relational. In the previous chapter, Acts 19, Paul has been in Ephesus, modern day Turkey, and he has basically caused a riot. He's escaped for his life. And now he's traveling through Macedonia, through Greece, onto his way to Rome. And the first thing I want you to notice about this chapter and about the relationships in this chapter is that as Paul journeys through life, he takes people with him. He walks through life with others. And there's this list of people in verse 4 that Paul is journeying with, people who Paul is investing in as he travels, Sopater, Gaius, and of course Luke, who's writing everything down when he says we, he's talking about himself and Paul and those others. And so we all need a few people who we we are journeying through life with. I wonder who you would name in your list, as Luke names in Paul's list. The second thing I want you to know is about this chapter and about the relationships in this chapter is that everywhere Paul goes, he is encouraging people. 
Verse 1 says he encouraged the disciples. Verse 2 says he traveled through the area speaking many words of encouragement to the people. If you want to build good friendships, good relationships, speak words of encouragement and life to people. Don't be one of those people who are always moaning, always complaining, because people don't really want to journey through life with people who are like that. Speak words of hope, speak words of encouragement, speak words of blessing to those people around you. Yes, be open, be honest, but make sure that you are investing more into the relationship than you take from it. So I wonder... If you were to do a little audit of your speech, if someone was to record your speech, what you say to others, would your speech be characterised by encouragement and blessing or by discouragement and complaining? So then through chapter 20, as we hit verse 17, um, Paul stops his journey for a while in a place called Miletus. And Paul sends for the leaders of the um, Ephesian church to come to meet him there because he wants to meet them, but he can't go back to Ephesus safely because he caused a riot the last time that he was there. So he gathers those leaders to himself, relational. And in Acts 20, we read Paul's words to those leaders. They are incredible words. I, I wish I had time to unpack them uh, with you, I'd encourage you to read those words that Paul speaks to that team of leaders. He says to them, verse 18, you have seen how I lived when I was with you. And that is really important, how I lived. Because in the Christian faith, we learn more through imitation than information. That's why I say learn in community, learn in relationship. I'm not really interested in how much someone knows, I'm interested in how they live, how it's applied to their life, the difference that it makes. Just a thought, but I wonder what lessons are people learning from you, from the way that you live your life? Now, it is clear from chapter 20 that Paul has a pretty good idea that this is going to be the last time he speaks to these leaders. Verse 38, uh, those leaders realise that they may never see Paul again. So when we read it, we can read it as some of Paul's last words. That's how in his mind he intended it, to speak to them his last words. And so I just want to focus on those words uh, from verse 28, chapter 20, verse 28. Paul says to these leaders, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock. Now, flock is a relational term, isn't it? Uh, that's why I say in this passage, it is relational. The Christian faith is relational. As we enter into relationship with Jesus, we become part of a flock. We have a relationship with others. We then have to find a flock, a community, a church, a place of refuge that we can belong. But notice that Paul says, watch over yourselves and all the flock. In other words, as leaders, we have to lead ourselves well first. That is the first level of leadership. That's what I'm looking for when I'm looking to develop leaders, someone who leads themselves well. 
those levels of leadership, leading self, leading others, leading leaders. And how many leaders do we see that can seemingly lead others well? They can seemingly lead organizations into impacts and growth, but then later on we discover they hadn't kept watch over themselves. They hadn't led themselves well. Leadership starts with self-leadership. And Paul then reminds those leaders, actually, it's not their flock. They don't own the flock, the, the church community. It is Jesus's church. It is Jesus's flock. He is the chief shepherd, the good shepherd. As a church leader, I find that so liberating, so uh, freeing that as leaders, we just steward and care for what belongs to him. It's his church. By the way, verse 28 also reminds us of the cost of this flock. This flock is precious because he bought it with his own blood. There was a cost to be being part of his flock. Verse 29, Paul then talks about the savage wolves who attack the flock. Now, this is nothing to be scared of. There's no fear for us because our good shepherd, Jesus, guards us and watches over us. But it is a warning to us. And this is again about relationship. It's about belonging. I, as a sheep in God's flock, I'm prone to get disconnected. I'm prone to go about my own way. I'm prone to wander. It's what sheep do. Now, that is the sort of sheep that the wolf, the sa that Satan, is looking for. Easy pickings. That one sheep that gets separated and disconnected from the flock. So don't let offence, don't let church hurt, don't let pride, don't let unforgiveness, don't let consumerism and preference, don't let it disconnect you from the flock. Stay connected in relationship with other believers. Now I'm going to uh, finish in just a moment. I'm keeping it short, not least because in the middle of the chapter is the story of Eutychus. Uh, Paul preached right through the night into the morning and in the morning Eutychus fell asleep and he fell off a third story window and he died and Paul very much in the imitation of Jesus he imitates Jesus Elijah and Elisha and he raised the boy back to life in fact he uses the very same words that Jesus had used when Jesus had raised Jairus's daughter so actually if anything this passage affirms long sermons as long as those long sermons are accompanied by a demonstration of the Spirit's power. No one cares how long the preacher preaches for if someone gets raised from the dead, do they? That all-night preaching, it does help me to land on my last point, and it's this. Paul grafted. Paul served the Lord with all of his energy. Paul worked hard not to earn his salvation, not to earn God's favour. He wasn't striving he wasn't some sort of self-serving workaholic no he loved the Lord and he loved people and he wanted people to be brought into relationship with Jesus into relationship with others the church the flock Paul's work his labor I would say reflexed out of his relationship with Jesus it reflexed out of God's grace that was abounding to him and at work in his life. If I'm honest, one of my concerns about modern Western Christianity is that we give the impression that we should put our effort and our energy into ourselves, into self 
development, spiritual formation. It's a bit of a pendulum swing from previous generations. And now we've discovered Sabbath. I'm, I'm just resting in the Lord. I'm just Sabbathing, a, a, a permanent Sabbath rest. Don't ask anything of me. But actually what we see in the earliest church in Acts is that the joy, the energy, the transformation personally came as those first believers sought to seek first the kingdom of God. As they built the kingdom, as they extended the kingdom, as they sowed into and invested into the lives of others, that's where the joint transformation was found. And this is the dynamic that we see here in chapter 20 and in Paul's final words to them, verse 35. And Paul says to them, he says, he says, everything that I did, all the hard work, all the serving of the week, it was all done in response to Jesus's words. That it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. There is a greater joy, a greater happiness, a greater satisfaction, a greater transformation that comes through the giving of ourselves in loving service of King Jesus. Now, usually when you preach a message like that, I found people like to qualify it and balance it out and say, ah, yes, that's right, John, but you need healthy boundaries. Don't get burnt out, which is absolutely true. It's correct. And, and as we read earlier, shepherds take care of yourself first and then the flock. But I want my final points here to be this. That Paul calls us into observation and imitation. It's about observation and imitation of a way of life. Who are you observing? When I observe the lives of the healthiest, happiest, most fulfilled people I know, I see people really who are truly living out those words of Jesus. They have discovered that it is more blessed to give than to receive. People who serve. So, Acts 20, relationships. Who are you speaking words of encouragement to? Who are you journeying through life with? Who are you caring for? And who are you serving? Amen. So, welcome back. John was pretty mm. good. I enjoyed that talk. Mm. Have you got lots of notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing this with your glasses. So, going to gonna read them now. Yeah, it's got to get my around the notes. Thank you, Mr. Harding. That was fantastic. Mm, was. Uh, really encouraging. Very challenging. And so, yeah, before we get into that, let me just catch up with the comments here. Mm. So we have got Anna Kessel saying, "Lovely to see John oh, hosting." Thank you, Anna. And as a legend, she's one of the hosts on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not a show, is it? Friday it's a night. Service. I don't know. Yeah, Friday night. Like, yeah. I do podcasts, so the podcast, hence the reason I keep calling, sometimes <laughs> I call this one a show. Actually, sometimes I call the other podcast online church services, which is completely <laughs> not true. Uh, so it's maybe it's an age thing. I'm just going to be mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But we've got Miriam in the comments. Who's watching from Scarborough? Scarborough. Scarborough. She's on holiday in Scarborough. Mm. Actually, nice. I went to Scarborough when I've I was a kid. There. Yeah, as a holiday. I have really good memories of it as well. And uh, yeah, so much so I've not wanted to go since. <laughs> Just because I don't want to destroy yeah. the memory, if that Fair makes enough. sense. 
Um, Scarborough Fair. Scarborough Fair. Yeah, Nicholas put in the comments, I love being in the crowd flock. Mm. John obviously used the word flock a lot. We're going to get into mm. that. But Nicholas put there, I love being part of the crowd flock. And I just replied, actually, I think that's maybe the new name. We'll change it from crowd church to crowd flock. Yeah. Crowdflock.com. <laughs> no, we're not going to. Mm -hmm. uh, not at all. So, <laughs> got Isaac in the comments. Hello, Pastor. Greetings to you. Please pray for my orphanage home for food and water. I think yeah. Isaac's from Africa, actually. So Isaac, good to see you and yeah. we Hi, pray Isaac. blessing, God's blessing on your orphanage uh, It's going on there. Andy, mm -hmm. like the bit about investing in relationships, otherwise relationships might not be mutually balanced. Very good. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into all of this. Keep your comments coming yeah. and any questions that you've got based on John's. Any questions full stop, really. I would mm -hmm. try and answer them unless it's what are the latest lottery numbers, in which case it'll be a complete <laughs> guess. Yeah. But yeah, keep your questions, keep your comments coming mm -hmm. as we're going to get into it. Because there was a lot there. Yeah, but What's in your notes? What's top of your notes? What have I put in? Just about how Christianity is, first and foremost, relational. Yes. It's not just a, an intellectual faith. Um, no, and it's, where not you... a, it's not a solo sport no. either, is it? No, it's a it's team sport, people. Christianity. Yeah, it is totally about people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important because I think quite often society at the moment is super isolated, isn't it? Super, super. I don't know if you've noticed this yeah. in your job, Jen, actually. I yeah. mean, you, you, but it's, I think it's so isolated at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just we've become conditioned to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's just not, it's not what God intended, really. No. No, it's no. not that kind of isolated solo sport thing going on. You need to be part of a team, really. Part yeah. of a community. Yeah. Um, I think there's meaning in that. I think there's mm. purpose in that. And I think it's part of God's design uh, is to be with people. protection in that. Yeah, yeah. Which John talked about actually in his talk. Yeah. So that whole protection side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is relational. Christianity is relational. Yeah. And it's about being in relationship with people. What else have you got in there? Just about how when he walked, when Paul walked through life with others, he was investing mm. and choosing people to journey with. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can focus on our jobs we can focus on our family primarily and not really pay much attention to who we're journeying with yeah outside of those relationships i think it's really important i remember nick harding once saying that you become like those you spend time with yeah and that's so true isn't it that oh it's totally true yeah. we have to be intentional i think about who we journey with what, is, what, do you, what does that mean, though, to be intentional, do you think? I think choosing your friends, I think what I mean by that is the people that we trust mm. with with things, with us, with our lives, that we open up to, that we live beside, and who we socialise with. Yeah. I think it's important that we are careful yeah. in that. In, in work, actually, you can't choose those, your colleagues. But out of work, I think you can. Yeah. And I think it's important to be with people who encourage, yeah. who are kind, who are loving. Yeah. And who are honest. Yeah. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I agree. I think we connect with all kinds of people, don't we, throughout our lifetime. And mm. we create close bonds and friendships with people. Mm -hmm. And we journey through life together with them. 
And I think for me, this whole intentionality thing, I have a, a thing in my diary, like half an hour scheduled a couple of times a week where I'm just like, during this time, reach out to, and I have a list of people. Mm. Because if I don't connect with them, and it might just be a simple text or an email, like I might email Andy or I might send a text to Nicola or whatever, and go, hey, hey, how you doing? Just checking mm. in. And it's just part of my routine where yeah. I have different people and I have a little calendar reminder just to remind me, oh, if you've not heard from these people, just check in with them, yeah, connecting with them for a little bit. Because I think it's so easy to get disconnected yeah. from people that we should stay connected with, right? Mm. I know Sharon does this, for example, with my mum. <laughs> She's really good at staying connected with my mum and mm. she has a little calendar reminder to call my mum and say, howdy doody. I think there are people that we are friends with that to be intentional in that relationship, mm -hmm. whether it's um, a friendship, whether it's my marriage, whether it's um, people at church, mm -hmm. where actually I have to reach out because it's easy not to do that. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. in the current world in definitely. which we live. Yeah, definitely. I 100% I agree. And I, I think even if it means that we have to write things on a calendar, to remind ourselves, then so be it. It's not that out of sight, out of mind, particularly. It's just that our lives are so busy. Yeah. And it, we just don't think about, or we don't always make the effort to, it's not that we don't care. It's just our lives are too busy. So I think having reminders yeah. to do those things is brilliant. Yeah, I tell you, it works for me. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm just saying it works for me. Mm -hmm. And I know there's the past couple of days, there's family that I know that's just been on my mind I've been praying for them and I keep thinking to myself oh, I must give them a ring mm -hmm. I mean I, I must give them a call and then something happens and, I, and it and then I don't and it and you yeah. and I sit here and think actually I've been saying that to myself for the last few days mm -hmm. and if I'm not careful I won't do it so I have to make a note to do that right yeah, yeah. who have you not reached out to recently who do you need to connect with just send a text message mm -hmm. or an email or give yeah. them a ring and just say hey howdy doody it's great to connect with you I'm um, just checking in what are you saying to them Howdy doody. What's that? <laughs> do you not know the phrase howdy doody? Of course I do. I just, just it's an awkward very tolerate. bizarre thing to say. <laughs> How did if you said that to me, I'd be going Yeah. Okay. Anyway, everybody yeah. text Jan. Howdy doody. <laughs> just do it randomly no, throughout the don't. week. Just text Jan. Howdy doody, Jan. Mental note to myself. Text Jen, howdy doody. <laughs> Nicholas put here, I think if it had not been for church community, mm. I don't think I'd be here anymore. Oh. Now this is another this is a part of what John Harding was talking about in terms of encouragement, right? It's one thing to connect with people and to actually mm. make that a habit in whatever way works for you, like mm. for me, the calendar appointments. But in a way that is encouraging, mm. right? So I have this challenge that I give people all the time. And I think it's a really good challenge to have because we have become, I think John touched on this actually, Christianity has become quite consumer-led, hasn't it? In the sense that yeah. church has to give me whatever it is I want out of yeah. church. And if it's not giving me whatever I want, I'm off because mm -hmm. that's not what church is all about. It's all about making me happy. I need to feel a certain thing. and mm -hmm. You need to give me great teaching. You need to... Yeah. And it's, there's an element of you need to get fed in church, and I appreciate that. But in Hebrews, if I read it correctly, church is more about what you give. Mm. And specifically, 
Paul talks about this in Thessalonians. John talked about it today from the talk. Who can you encourage? Okay. And that desire, that understanding that whenever I work into, walk into the church building, regardless of what I am going through in some respects, and there are times, don't get me wrong, there are seasons when you want to go to church, you want to connect with God, and you want to hear from God, right? Mm -hmm. And you do, and you want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super, super important. But nine times out of ten, actually going to church is about encouraging those in the church That's building. Right. And just how different would church be mm. if we just went with a mindset that says, God, help me encourage people today right. when I go to church. Yeah. yeah. Um, who can I find and mm. encourage? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a, I, I love encouraging people I, I but you're very good at it Jen. you think yeah, yeah i think you're you're great to be around oh thank you and i think people always feel uh loved up and encouraged when they're around oh, you that's a nice thing to say thank you because you have this really cool sense of humor mm. right um so and if you don't know jen and you don't know jen's sense of humor sometimes uh people just think you're being totally serious and she's just yeah. totally like the howdy doody boy yeah. uh <laughs> just just really funny mm. but i think at the same time you're also super encouraging Oh, thank you. And I think you always come. It's like today you came and you said, oh, I was listening to Sharon's What's the Story? Mm. And she was great because of this. And you didn't have to say that, but it's just mm. it's an encouraging thing to hear. So I think you are naturally oh. quite an encouraging. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's intentional. A bit of both. Yeah, I, I really like doing it because mm. um, I don't think there's enough encouragement in the world. No. But yeah. <laughs> it is the thank one you thing for that saying we need. That's very nice. I just um, picked up on what John said as well. I, I think when the world is telling us it's about number one, it's about self-development, it's about making sure you're okay. I think the opposite of that is is kingdom values. Yeah. Is It's about serving. Mm. And actually, I think when we take our eyes off ourselves, mm. that's when we get true yeah. True joy and depth and meaning and purpose yeah. in our relationships. I think when you can give to someone else, um, although it is, feels like it's hard sometimes when you're tired or you're hurting or you're feeling not great, yeah. I think whenever we make the effort to serve or to help someone else, God always blesses us, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I, I, I remember going various points to Africa and Julie can relate to this going to India recently that you go there thinking, oh, I'm going to, we're giving this and we're bringing the, the other. Actually, you're always blessed so much yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you always um, take more out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good, to, more blessed to give than to receive. That's an interesting, yeah, it's, it's very true. It's very true. And I like this idea of what you said about serving and mm -hmm. actually it's the exact opposite spirit mm -hmm. of the culture in which we're in at the moment, which I have to be honest with you, I think is, um, we're going to get into this mm -hmm. actually in a couple of weeks. I'm doing a talk on worldview, so I'm going to get mm -hmm. into this in a lot more depth. But I, we live in a culture at the moment which is so narcissistic yeah. in the West, which is so based upon me, mm -hmm. right? So what do I mean by that? In the sense that, now it's got to the stage where if mm. you do not agree with me mm. and what I say may be inaccurate, mm. it may be an untruth, but if you don't agree with it, then mm. not only are you intolerant and a bigot, That's right. 
you are wrong. That's right. And I talked about this with Tony and Af, uh, mm -hmm. the talk we did on friendship, mm -hmm. uh, which was a great conversation. If you've yeah. not heard it, do check it out. Actually, friends, they are people that not only encourage you, but encouraging you is mm -hmm. not making you feel better about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Encouragement from a Christian perspective is, hey, dude, this is what God says. Let's understand what God's saying. Mm -hmm. This is what God's got us for is let's pursue this with all our heart and encourage yeah. us in that, right, in the things of God and to know God and to understand God. It's not necessarily about making us feel better about no. ourselves. No. And so we've gone so far down this path now which says, actually, I am so right and I am so, it's all about me that if you don't agree with me, then Everything about you is wrong. That's right. And we're going to close the door. And the whole cancel culture came out of that, didn't it? And I think people this take is offense, the don't they? Oh, they and do. They do. I think offense is a real, it's so toxic, isn't it? I've been on the other end of offending people various times of my life. And it's really quite shocking. Mm. It's very unpleasant. And I just think, again, I remember. One of someone talking at Frontline uh, a few years ago saying, we have a choice mm. whether we take offence or not. Just because someone disagrees with us or, like you've just said, Mark, don't have the same opinion, you have a choice there and then whether yeah. you're offended by that. Yeah. And it's it's just about growing up a little bit, I think. Yeah, um, well, it's about, it's like you say, it's about not being so focused on self. Yeah. And it's not being so focused on me and my rights. Mm. It's not so focused on that. It's more about serving. It's about understanding the person yeah. in front of you and yeah. going, how can I bless you? How can I encourage you? How can yeah. I serve you? Rather than how can you serve me? How can you edify me? How do you make me feel better about myself? Mm. It's Christianity, I think, is the opposite spirit. And part of the time, to be fair, Christians haven't been great at doing that. We've been great at disagreeing with people, mm -hmm. but we've not been great at encouraging people. No. And I no. think I think it's a real shame. Mm. I really do. Uh, and so, yeah, serve and encouragement. In fact, encouragement yeah. and serving go hand in hand. Yeah, right? they do. Serving is one way to encourage yeah. people. Nicola's very good so. at that, uh, although she's yeah. put wine or gin in the comments. <laughs> I'm not quite sure whether that's a glass of wine, no, bread. No. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Nicola. It's a bit too early for a gin and tonic <laughs> uh, in England anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> Random question in the comments. But yes, mm -hmm. one of the things that John put my glasses mm. on now so I can read my notes. I'm going to do that thing that John does and just have them on the end of my nose. Just look over the glasses. Very superior of me. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, so the speech audit. Oh, yeah. I thought that was an interesting idea. Doing an audit of how yeah. you talk to people. <gasps> no. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is. I think it, I, I don't think it would go well for me. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would. Yeah. There's, there's an, a really interesting app called Otter. Now, they, they do not sponsor Crowd Church. Let me just be totally okay. clear. <laughs> Otter is a transcription service. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. Mm -hmm. And with work, one of the things that I do, whenever I have a meeting, like a Zoom call mm -hmm. or a, this, a few of us chatting, I'll put the phone down or yeah. I'll turn the and I will record that conversation. 
right? Okay. And Otter will transcribe that conversation. Oh, wow. And so it will say all these. And it's great because it then goes through and it summarizes what was said and it draws out the action points. That's which brilliant. in Yeah, in work is a beautiful thing because I'm rubbish mm -hmm. at taking notes uh, when I'm engrossed in a mm -hmm. conversation. And so I, one of the, the reason I'm telling you this is one of the things that Otter does, mm -hmm. which utterly fascinates me, mm -hmm. is it tells you the percentage of that conversation that you have spoken for. Really? So if you and I had a conversation yeah. and it recorded it, it would say, Matt, you spoke. 70%. 70%. And mm -hmm. you, Jen, spoke 30%. Mm -hmm. And that has become really interesting Gosh. to help me understand in a conversation yeah. how much I yeah. actually take up and not mm -hmm. giving space to the other person to talk. It's not always that you don't, I'm not talking about you personally, but it's not always about taking up space i think sometimes people need to give a bit more don't they yeah they um, do they do but yeah that's really interesting i tell you what was fascinating yeah. was the numbers next mm -hmm. to people were not what i expected them to be really no. so you should download oh, wow. the app and just record the conversations that you have obviously with the permission of the people yeah, yeah. is it free with. yeah really i think yeah. there's a paid version which yeah. we have because we yeah. use it so much Mm. But yeah, it's just this really interesting idea and just doing this sort of speech audit. Yeah. So not only what I say, but yeah. how much of the conversation I yeah. take it's up. It's really interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, mm. really fascinating. Yeah. And so it's meant actually when I do different podcasts that I, I tone down the amount of, I'm, I'm actually aware of talking less and asking more questions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, re it's really powerful tool. Yeah. Anyway, speech audit. What would your speech audit come back at? You know what? I think the best thing to do here, Jen, mm. in the short term, for me, mm -hmm. I reckon if I went and asked Sharon, she'd tell me straight. What? Speech audit. If I said to her, am I encouraging or discouraging? Mm. Yeah. Those people around you, those that you're journeying with life, mm -hmm. will be able to tell you whether you're encouraging or discouraging. Yeah, definitely. I think you're an encourager. No, I do. I'm, I'm not Jen's joking. Awesome. This is mm. the Encourage Each Other Club tonight. Yeah, so I thought that was a really good we thing. we still got more time? Or? Yeah, we got plenty of time. Is there something more you want to say? I really liked what I thought the whole talk was great, but about the importance of leading yourself first. Oh, yes. That a good leader has to lead themselves before they can lead anyone else. So I think that's talking about um, discipline, self-discipline. Yeah. Basically, not just it's not do as I say, is it? Mm. It's do as I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can't just get up on a Sunday and expect people to follow your lead if you're not living it yourself. And yeah, yeah. Do you know where I've figured this out the most, mm. or I've seen this the most, is having kids. Okay. In yeah, the yeah. sense that kids are brilliant at mirroring your actions. Yeah. And that's a little bit eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah. Did you, have you found that? Because you've got three great kids. I think, yeah, def oh, 100%. But I realised that all the, the bad things really... They got from Tim. From Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so all the good qualities, clearly from me. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Tim's yeah, Jan's husband, by the way, if you don't know. <laughs> Do you find that? 
<laughs> yeah, they get all their bad qualities from me and all their good ones from, from Sharon. Definitely. Like, but no, no it's, it's true, I, think, Matt, yeah. I think it's just really fascinating when you have mm. kids that... Julie's put in the comments, by the way, you're a total anchor. Ah, oh, thank you. Might be you, she means. I think it's definitely you. Ah, oh, thanks, Julie. <laughs> oh, she's a great... Speaks the truth. Woman of truth. She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but no, I think since having kids and seeing... Just seeing sometimes mm. my kids act and understanding actually they've totally picked that up from me. And you just go, oh, <laughs> maybe I need I to change osmosis. that. Yeah. 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 I, was, I would do stupid things mm. like, I'm not great now. If I sat at the mm. table with the phone, the kids are going to think it's okay. Well, that's right. At the table with the phone. Yeah. The, that's just what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah. And so leading by example mm. is the old, it's what they used to say, isn't it? The old fashioned. That's right. Lead yeah. by example. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. But it's really interesting because mm -hmm. Paul said in scripture, didn't he? He said, imitate me mm -hmm. as I imitate Christ. Mm. That's a pretty bold mm. statement, isn't it? I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever gone to people. I don't actually know how people would respond to it. If mm. I just turn around to people and say, copy me mm. as I copy Jesus. Mm. It's a pretty bold thing yeah. to say to folks, isn't it? Because you've, absolutely, you've, I think you've got to be fairly sure that you're copying Jesus mm. in the in the right way. Mm. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm doing all right. Don't get me mm. wrong. I don't think I'm perfect by any stretch of imagination. But it's one of those um, where you then become aware of mm. actually how you act mm -hmm. as well as what you say, right? And I imagine this is especially true mm. with what you do for work. Yeah. In what way? Do you, what do you mean? I think you're in the public a lot. You're in the community mm -hmm. a lot. And um, is it okay to tell people what you do? Yeah, sure. So Jan is mm -hmm. a community midwife. Yeah. Uh, not just a midwife, <laughs> a community midwife. Mm -hmm. And so you get to see people at the most vulnerable, mm -hmm. don't you, in a lot of ways, at a time when they're both really excited and quite petrified yeah. all at the same time. And yeah, that that's what I mean in, in terms of yeah. what you say and what you do, I think becomes quite important because you can, I suppose, if you say one thing, but act in another way, that's going to really, that could cause people to flap. Yeah, definitely. Or feel like you don't care. Yeah, absolutely. It, it goes across the board in all our relationships that it goes back to what we said last week. It's about integrity, isn't it? Mm. I, I think as a midwife, as a health professional, that I have to just focus on what I'm doing on my patient, that I'm not thinking about myself, mm. but I'm thinking about how I can be the best for them mm. and give them the best care. But if I was not consistent in that, then they would soon know and they would women talk. Women <laughs> these days either, they don't put up with much. I didn't much say that. Either. <laughs> but um, we'd soon know about it if they weren't mm. happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, th I think it affects all of us in all yeah. of our relationships. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it does. And I think just encouraging people. I, J Julie says here, you look lovely Aww. as well. You've got it. You've got it all coming from Julie uh -huh. tonight. Thank you, Julie. Julie's always got lovely hair. <laughs> She's got good hair. <laughs> very good hair, Julie. It's a very important thing to say. Yeah. Julie's got good hair. Isaac <laughs> says, I thank God for your blessing, which mm. is great. Andy's put WWJD. What would Jesus do or me? Does it mean me? What would Jan do? I. We could go either way. <laughs> Julie says, "Yeah, I have got good hair." 
Yeah, we know, Julie, it's always immaculate and shiny. It's always immaculate and shiny. Yes, no, very beautiful hair. Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, what would Jesus do? Uh, what would Jan do? Two great questions to ask in life. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I was doing a, a business event in the land down under. I was in New Zealand, right? I was speaking oh, yeah. at an event down yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. There's a couple of hundred people at the event. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this business conference type thing down there. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking at that. And I was talking about this, the phenomenon at the time of the WWJD, the bands where you used to get WWJD, oh, yeah. what yeah, would yeah. Jesus do? And it just said WWJD. No one in New Zealand knew what I was talking about. Really? Really surprised me. Yeah, I was like, oh, goodness me. There goes that whole talk. I had to rethink some. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, there it is. Uh, But WWWJD. They do say New Zealand's about 20 years behind. No, don't say that. They do. No, they don't. New Zealand's awesome. I love New Zealand. Uh, Yeah, what would Jesus do is a great question to ask Mm. yourself. Good question there, Andy. What would Jesus do? That's Mm. a good, that whole imitate me as I imitate Jesus. Absolutely. Thinking about what would Jesus do. Yeah. Anything else in the last minutes, Jam, from your notes you want to desperately talk about? Just ignore the fact that John used the word reflex, which is in (laughs) all of his talks, which it's a good thing. It is but a good thing. It made John me has chuckle. even written a book, hasn't he, called yeah. Reflex? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised actually he didn't show a copy on screening. You can find <laughs> out more about Reflex from my book. Uh, it is a good book. Reflex. Uh, Do you remember that song? Duran. Yeah. I was a, I am a Durani. I used to be. I'm a Durani. Did you ever um, go to a Duran concert? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Of course. How many did that, you go? Were you a groupie? I would have liked to have been, but I was about 14 when they were out. Okay. But I did a bunk off school once to go and see them. No. Come. Yes, yeah, so they do now, or they did now, but no, it was the only <laughs> time I ever did it. So, as we're talking so. about imitate me as I imitate Christ, and as we're talking about how kids imitate their parents, I think Keris, you've just got license there to bunk <laughs> off school and go to any. Uh, you haven't, none of you. Have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if your kids are watching, you're in so much danger. <laughs> Indeed. It's just very yeah. funny. Very funny indeed. Uh, yeah, Duran, what legends they were. Yeah. Defined an era. Yeah. They did define an era. So mm-hmm. if you're just joining us, welcome to Matt and Jen talk about Duran. The 1980s. Yeah. La la. Actually, you know, uh, the reflex is yeah. true. And it's yeah. uh, the way John talks about it mm-hmm. is very much, it's like our default. It's our way of responding, yeah. our way of acting. Yeah. And what our default response should be, hopefully, as we become more and more mature in our walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. It should become more and more like that, shouldn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In theory. Uh, yeah, not always absolutely. Great at it. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. And then, obviously, lead yourself well first, I thought was a, that was mm-hmm. a great phrase. You, you mentioned that earlier about the first level of leadership, lead yourself well mm-hmm. first. And for me, John picked on the fact that we are now, <laughs> we've got, as, as a church, Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of books recently in, in Christianity about doing Sabbath and mm. we've taken it from one extreme to another because that's what Christians do. We like yeah, to swing yeah. the pendulum. Um, and I, he, he drew attention to that. Leading yourself mm. well, yeah, I think actually involves more self-discipline than anything else. Yeah, I think so. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Mm-hmm. Not something we talk about that often, but it is. Mm. Um, and actually leading yourself well is being very self-controlled. I've got a finite amount of time. I'm going to spend it this way. I'm going to Mm -hmm. be intentional in these relationships. So if you're married, I'm going to be intentional in my marriage. If Mm -hmm. I have kids, I'm going to be intentional with my kids, my Mm -hmm. friends, I'm going to be intentional there. 
I'm going to go to church. I'm going to encourage the socks off everybody that I meet. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to have a hopefully seek God and try and get a word for some of them. That's what I think leading yourself well is all about. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. You sounded like you were going to say something. No, I was just thinking, how great is that? How different church would look like if we actually did that. Yeah. Definitely. And our workplaces. You, you've talked before about not being and you've, you've mentioned it again this evening we're not we shouldn't be consumers should we we are no. givers really we should be giving and what are people learning from our lives it's, it's self-reflection is yeah. good yeah just totally focusing on self isn't yeah but i think when we take our eyes off ourselves onto jesus then i think we real happiness real peace comes from that doesn't it yeah. and yeah absolutely and we can build proper relationships yeah it's not just all about how you're feeling and you know what you're getting out of it yeah very good i think it's very true mm -hmm. seeing yourself through the lens of jesus is quite important really through the eyes of jesus so now it's so super mm. super cool let me tell you from my notes here what's coming up next week i'm just going to click on it and find out because i don't actually mm -hmm. know uh you talk for a sec jan while i figure it out because I should have checked this before. No, I just, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for John bringing that word. I like the little pictures as well, the graphics that oh, were yeah, in Tanya's, between. That was really good. Yeah, Tanya's like getting that. on with the video editing. Big yeah, shout out was, to Tanya, who edits the video. She's the legend. Yeah, that was very good. She's a legend. So next week, you've mm -hmm. got Dan Orange in this chat. He is doing hosting along. John Harding will be uh, ah, nice. next week in that nice. chair. And apparently, Anna Kettle is speaking. Oh, wow. Anna, looking yeah. forward to hearing what you've yeah. got to say. Next week, yeah. I'm actually going to be in Paris. <gasps> Who with? Uh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for 25 years this year. And finally, lovely. we get to go away oh, and celebrate. And Sharon's never actually been to Paris. <gasps> yeah, I was shocked too when I found out. Menon. Oh, Paris is, I love Paris. You like it? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Paris. Paris. Oh, so. have a wonderful time. Yeah, I'll be tuning in from to crowd from the streets of Paris next mm. week. So wherever you are, Ooh whatever la you la. do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes there are just no words, are there? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's get some control back. Now... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you haven't done so already, head over to the website www.crowd.church or onto social media at CrowdChurch and connect with us through that. Make sure you sign up to the email as well. That goes out every week. Mm -hmm. That's on there. Any prayer requests that you would like to send through, please do send them by email, send them by social media or via WhatsApp. The number is yep. on the website. They go through to the prayer team. Do send those through. It'd be great to hear from you. We do love to pray for people. Make sure you like and subscribe to mm. CrowdChurch wherever you consume content, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or however you do it. It's been great to be with you this week. Any final words from you, Miss Jen? No, nope, just have a wonderful week. And yeah, I just pray that, you, that we all really make a note of what are we saying to other people when we're living our lives, when we're going about our everyday life, what are yeah. people learning from us. Yeah. And try and encourage someone this week. Be, be intentional about encouraging wherever you are. Very good. Be intentional about encouraging wherever you are. Mm. Top tip. And Top on that tip. bombshell, I will bid you or we will bid you adieu. 
Have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for yeah. all your comments. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> I'm practicing my French. Ooh, la la. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next time. That's it bye. for us. Bless you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us here on Crowd Church. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as that little tiny bell notification to get notified the next time we are live. And of course, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, the live stream podcast, make sure you also hit the follow button. Now, by smashing the like button on YouTube or writing a review on your podcast platform. It helps us reach more people with the message that Jesus really does help us live a more meaningful and purposeful life. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our website, www.crowd.church, where you can learn more about us as a church, more about the Christian faith, and also how to connect into our church community. It has been awesome to connect with you and you are awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear and hopefully we'll see you next time. That's it from us. God bless you. Bye for now.